Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Now, if we take it outside of the refuge and look at like churches, some of the most amazing uh, conversations and discussions that I've been a part of, like life-giving conversations, is when is usually like through grief share, which is in the, a requirement in order to be a part of grief share, someone in your family has had to die. That's not something anybody's going to want, but it's that pain and brokenness in your life that gives you the strength and, and like the purpose to give and share in that pain with other people who've experienced a similar pain. Like when someone in your family dies in, in, in a, in a, like a sudden way, there is this like shock and like, I have no idea what's going to happen. How do I respond to this? If only there were a group of people to come around that person, that family and say, this really sucks. We know what it feels like because it happened to us and we've got to the other side of it. And there's hope beyond this. That's what healthy community is for. That's the purpose of it is that it gives purpose and that the person going through pain is still necessary and needed. But in fact, that pain is not, it's not pointless. It's not for, it's not just so you feel pain. It is so like if you notice the things that I when my dad passed away suddenly, there was a almost an instant reaction of the people around me and my family that came around us to support us. It was instead of isolating it from grief, we like leaned into all these other people. And we saw how big this group of like or this extended family of non related people came in and cared for us in these moments. That's what community does. And those are like intense examples of like addiction and, and death, sudden death in a family. But it's those, it's those intense moments that that's when community is at its best. When people can identify like where are their gaps in someone's life that we can momentarily soften or fill that void for you. Because the people who are really in, in what it goes even deeper is like the people who are the best at giving help and guidance and support in those moments are the ones who received it really well from someone else. They saw it modeled and then they modeled it for somebody else. So it's this reciprocal, always revolving door of, of what healthy communities do, what groups of people who gather together regularly do is you ha you have to be with each other to see where are the gaps in people's lives. It's really hard to know if someone's struggling in their marriage if you never talk to them. It's really also at the same time, it's really hard for anybody to know you're struggling in your marriage or you're having issues with your kids or you're having problems at work if you don't say anything about it to anybody. So you have there has to be other people around you for this to work. The whole idea, and I think this is like a huge antisocial behavior that I see. I don't know if it's psychologically, I don't know if there's if a psychologist would agree with this, but there's an antisocial behavior in being like, I'm going to be radically independent and I don't need anybody. Like, that's dumb. You need people to do stuff to like survive anywhere. Like you can't have this like lone wolf mentality where like, I don't need anybody. You'll die. You need people. That's like, that's why God made us the way he made us. We are required, we are made to be in relationship, to be, to be put in situations where we are vulnerable and open about things with other people so we can 
have that real genuine satisfaction and validation that I am valuable. We need other people for that. So I could keep going, but those are more thoughts. That's good. So I think as we bring this to a close, I think just, just if you're not in the refuge and you're listening, just it's maybe take inventory of how are your relationships? Are you pulling away or are you pressing near? And just recognizing that again, I don't, this goes for all of us, myself included, and I'm not trying to, I don't want to sound judgmental in any way, but if we're going to head towards health, it's going to require, it's going to require pressing into relationships. And um, to your point, like we can't, we can't, we can't be healthy and be completely isolated. There's just those two things don't go together. And then, you know, if you're in the refuge, I think something particular that I'd want to just remind you of is, listen, if you feel good right now and you've got a clear head and, and you're excited about your future, just remember that when you leave, there's going to be, there's going to be this, I want to make it really simple. Like you're either going to isolate more or you're going to, you're going to have to be intentional to stay in community. And when you're not living amongst other people, and every choice is yours and there's not just automatically folks around you, you're going to have to be really intentional to stay around people because, because that I just want to, I believe that that's a big part of you being healthy. Like God is at work in your life. I believe that like you're making a lot of choices to, to, to get sober, to, to, to be healthy. But if you, if you get to a point where you feel like you don't need others, I, I would, I would be, I would be concerned because that, that's not, I, that doesn't, that's not going to last. The, I think what the guy, what you have in the refuge, what guys, this awesome time is you are practicing the, the day in and day out effort of like, I am not in control of everything. And that is okay. I am putting trust in someone else. And that is okay. They aren't perfect, but I am practicing that I am not in control of everything. And it, that is a requirement to be in healthy, healthy community and healthy relationships because other people are outside of your control. And one of the reasons why I think people isolate the most is I am not in control of the situation. Big groups scare me because I don't know what people are going to do. I don't know how I'm going to be received. Like that is, that is a requirement to be in community is being okay with not being in control. So you're pra- at your time in the refuge of not being in control of the things you want. That is practice. That is re- a requirement and a necessity to be in a healthy community is being okay with not being in control of the whole situation. So when you leave, you're like, I'm going to be in control of everything. No, you're not. You just, just that, uh, that whole idea. Like I'm not in control of very much at all. It seems like I, I, I need, I need to know the things I can control, but being intentional, like what you said, Wes, about choosing to be around other people is choosing to step into situations where you're not fully in control. And that's what it means to be in relationship. That's what it means to be, to step into community. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back soon with a new conversation. We'll see you then.